Got it. Uh, d- d- Tyler's going, our, our man, our producer, Tyler. Like, let's go, guy. Let's hurry up. We've partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NFL season. We're bringing you some great offers. You can check out exclusive limited time offer. Gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo. Set up an uh, account via the link below. Deposit and play. It's that simple. Yahoo will send us your name after you play in your first paid contest. We will reach out. Uh, via the uh, email with your coupon. If you need immediate access, no big deal. Email Osmo, uh, support at Osmo.com. We'll get you all set up. You can also claim a free $10 of site credit by clicking on the link in the video description. Get you uh, everything you need to enter the Yahoo contest, including a um, you know those Thursday night football ballers, for instance, which of course come around once a week, varying amounts. And uh, make sure you use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo Fantasy. Give yourself the best shot at winning big. That's all the big stuff for you. So uh, let's, I mean, let's dive right in. We got you for the better part of an hour here. The Bears, the Packers, the Rams, the Cardinals, they're in prime time. So we're not going to spend time talking about those teams here during this show. Of course, the Colts, the Dolphins, the Eagles, and uh, my Patriots, they have buys. So again, not a focus. And as we know, This guy's Vikings. They were winners last night against Pittsburgh. So it's on to the main slate. We begin with the quarterbacks where, unsurprisingly, Josh Allen is at the top of the heap. He is the highest price guy in the slate. No matter the position, he is the highest projected point total as well. Coming in at about 23 projected points. He's $41 taking uh, Tampa Bay on the other side. An old Tom Brady. We'll see if he can do his old Patriots a favor (laughs) here in that one. And then... uh, I'll get to the other guys after that, but I think that this is, it's a good place to start. Certainly the most interesting having Josh Allen. The the question obviously is in better weather. Can he rebound from the experience that he just had? Yeah, I hope so because, uh, and and I I am going to drop down one quick second because we have to talk about the quarterback position all encompassing here. And there's one guy that we just are going to see talked about from now until Sunday, and you're going to get sick about hearing him, but it's Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is going to be the most popular quarterback. He's your cash game quarterback on every site. I don't care what site you're playing. Yahoo uh, is the site I prefer that you play on. But Taysom Hill at $28 there is going to be a quarter round. He could be even higher round. He is your cash game quarterback. There's no way around it. Anybody who can rush for over 100 yards and, you know, again, Mark Ingram uh, with the COVID deal. And we're looking at, uh, you know, uh, maybe limited Alvin Kamara. His ability to just run a football, any of these starts. I mean, we're seeing a crazy amount of volume. And, and obviously he was very inefficient throwing against Dallas there, but they've had a decent enough secondary, you know, doesn't have a good secondary, the New York jets. So being this game specifically, there's just no way around it. Taysom Hill is your guy, but in tournaments, I'm with you where Josh Allen, this is like the ultimate bounce back. Remember me kind of a spot. It's a pass funnel defense that we're looking at here from Tampa. And if plays break down, I think that's when you really start seeing Tampa Bay being a team that you can actually move the ball on, on the ground. So Josh Allen, I'm very intrigued by at $41. Yes, it's a drastic difference. $13. I don't want to do it in cash. I'm not going to do it in cash between him and Taysom Hill. But we're talking about one fifth of the roster ship going to Josh Allen and it's such an easy stack with Diggs, Gabriel Davis. You know, that's really a guy that we're going to talk about as a value piece because he's getting a crazy amount of involvement now over Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders. I'm really liking what I'm seeing in terms of being able to get some exposure to some of these high-end quarterbacks. And Josh Allen, for sure, for me, is my favorite spend-up if I'm going that direction. 
When it comes to spend up, obviously, like I said, you can't possibly spend any higher. Now behind him in that same general vicinity, the top three projected quarterbacks here in terms of performance coming up on Sunday, you have Patrick Mahomes in there against Vegas. He is uh, about 22 and a half projected points. He's $38. So, you know, again, a very slight pay down option, but the guy that is wedged in between them, who I just think is is completely untrustworthy, but interesting to talk about because you mentioned roster ship. He's going to be very popular, at least as things as projections stand right now. I and mean, we've got him, you know, showing up in, in the ballpark at 25, 30 percent of lineups come Sunday. Uh, he's taking on the Jets. Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, who is, uh, I don't know, is, is he a quarterback? Is he a running back? Is he a receiver? Well, he, he does a little bit of everything, folks. Can he pick up the fantasy points, though, on Sunday is the question. And he's $28. He is significantly cheaper than those other two guys that I mentioned, and he is projected for about 22, 23 points. So what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I talked about him a lot there in the intro because it's just so important to, to understand. He's your cash game quarterback. Done. End of story. Done. Uh Stacking him up is going to be fascinating here in tournaments. One, I don't even think you necessarily need to do it because of his rushing upside. Do I expect 100-yard games like we just saw last week to be something you can do routinely? No, absolutely not. But anytime he's been in these starting roles, that's just such an element that he adds. Going back to last year, he started weeks, what, 11 through 14 I'm looking at. And, you know, he, he was serviceable in the passing game. Three of those games, he put up over 230 yards through the air. But adding in 83, 51, 44 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, two multiple touchdown rushing games. I mean, we know the kind of vulture ability he has at the goal line, and that's always been his lamented. He's an oft-lamented guy uh, in that regard. But now we're looking at a, a very, very positive situation for him going up against the Jets' defense. You can run all over them. PFF's 28th-ranked uh, defense here, so bottom five in the NFL, according to PFF. I, I see no way around it. Taysom Hill is a phenomenal play, but... If you look at the top stacks tool, that's where it really gets interesting for tournaments because Kansas City, 16.5% we're looking at with Mahomes. Tampa Bay, 14%. Buffalo, 12.5%. I do like seeing how tightly they're adjusted up there. I think because Josh Allen ends up probably the lowest rostered out of all of them, just a, a, a recency bias thing. I'm happy to go right back to the well with him in bulk. Even the Chargers there at 11%. They continue to get quite a bit of attention. We'll see if Mike Williams can be able to give it a go here. Um, he keeps testing negatives, so that's a good sign for his prospects Sunday, but could have some cheap value to plug alongside Justin Herbert, and that could be a fun way to do it in tournaments. So I'm looking at getting away from Taysom Hill quite a bit in some tournaments. It's just so hard to stack him up and see you know, 35-point upside for him that uh, would be attached to a pass catcher. So I'm I'm definitely kind of gearing towards getting away in tournaments. Our buddy Steve Leibowitz in the chat, a regular viewer of this program and all things Osmo as well. Steve, we appreciate you hanging out here with us. Uh, does note, you know, you're looking back at last season, those few games that he started when Drew Brees went down, obviously. Thing is, Michael Thomas was there for him. A, yeah, a, but a oh, okay. Blanket. So is that a is that a concern here in in you know our our 2021 existence where that's not a thing? Okay, one Michael Thomas has kind of been broken for the last however long. Let me find some Michael Thomas box score, which is kind of tough to do here in in recent times because he's just been. Uh, he's been in kind of the Achilles heel of this team. Uh, uh, he didn't get along with Sean Payton towards the end of last year. Drew Brees, that was, uh, he was hurt towards the end um, as well. I'm, let me find some Michael Thomas box score because I don't think it's as good as what you think it is, uh, even alongside of him. I know, 
Uh, was he even there for some of those games? I, I, I need to see exactly which ones sure. he was there for, because now I'm on, I'm on tilt here for a second. And every time I keep putting in Michael Thomas, uh, it keeps popping up with the safety from Cincinnati. And that is not who I'm well, going here, we'll, for. We'll pull up, we'll pull up his game log from last year and we'll just look at it. And uh, so which, which were the dates that you said Taysom Hill was out there starting? Yeah, 2020 here. It was uh, weeks 11 through 15, I believe. Okay. Well, I, I don't know what those, uh, how those correspond with the actual dates on the calendar. So here but... we go. 11 to 14. 11 to 14, he started. And then Drew Brees got back week 15. Well, what was 11, week 11? What was the date? Do you know? Oh, yeah. Let me find it here for you. This is, this is really enthralling uh, for everybody involved. Well, Actually, I'm, I'm going to love it. It's important because it's important that I, Either prove you wrong, because I think you're wrong here. Uh, it was week 11. I don't see the exact date. Sorry. It, it's <laughs> it's literally just saying week 11. I'm going to oh. assume, based on math, that it was the end of November. So right, end I'm of gonna, November gonna, till middle December. This is this is what I get for relying on Eric to to use oh. the internet. I'm just Wow. Easy, out. easy over there. Uh, let's, Mary, let's find Married this. life has limited your technological capacity, clearly. No, week 11, pro football, right. pro Listen, football week, statistics. I, I've got it. I've got it. Me. Calm down. Okay. I've got it. Week 11 is November 22nd, okay, of last year. So Michael Thomas, to Steve's point, uh, 11-22 against Atlanta, 9 of 12 for 104. The following week, 4 of 6 for 50. That was quiet. The week after that, 9 of 11 for 105. And then uh, his final game before uh, before going down before the playoffs anyway, eight of eight for 84. So if we're to say those four games or three games, whatever, he was with Taysom Hill, then yeah, I mean, he was a huge factor. Yeah, but also now that's more expectation no for his legs. No touchdowns. But no touchdowns. Of, you know, uh, so receptions and yards. Yeah, because Taysom Hill is going to vulture that. And so that's what we're looking at his volume being. And again, in tournaments, I'm more inclined to just not even stack him. Maybe, you know, because of this finger injury, maybe throw some dump offs to Camara, just, you know, some shorter, some shorter passes here. I, I, I really don't know what to say. I mean, for me, I understand Taysom Hill. It's just going to be crazy rostered. That makes me want to get away, especially when. When you roster Taysom Hill, you're not exactly locking in the other positions. Whereas if you stack up a quarterback, the nice thing about it, if I stack up Josh Allen with Diggs, I'm expecting Diggs to be the main facility facilitator. That lineup's going to either be complete crap, or if Josh Allen puts up 30, I have a really good chance of having that other position already covered and being correct. And so you're basically getting a two-for-one special. Whereas if you play Taysom Hill, he puts up 25 you got to figure out the rest of your entire roster. You don't know how else you're going to be achieving upside. So for me, that's where it really kind of, uh, you're kind of banging your head against a wall, figuring that out. The value at quarterback is kind of disgusting. If we're being honest in terms of just feeling good about it, when you're actually, you know, locking in that lineup, you see it set, you see the little lock function, you can't do anything about it. And you just hope, and pray that the football gods are on your side. Taysom Hill, who we've obviously talked extensively about, is quite clearly at $28 your top value, and he comes in at 8x projected by our own Osmo, Alex Baker himself. But after that, speaking of Baker, Baker Mayfield against Baltimore, 7.7x, so same general ballpark. And then Cam Newton, who is, I mean, I trust him as far as I can throw him when it comes to obviously what he can do on a football field, 7.6x. Question is, 
do you want to go with someone that may or may not be heavily rostered, but you just you feel good about, i.e. Josh Allen, who we spend a lot of time on, or Patrick Mahomes, a guy whose ceiling is just so much higher than these other guys that I'm talking about and a much safer floor, but obviously you got to pay for that luxury. Or do you want to go with one of these guys? I like I like embracing some of the unknown with Cam Newton um, simply because he's half of the roster ship you're getting of Taysom Hill. Uh, that's intriguing in itself. We know the kind of rushing upside he can have here too. Do I expect five for 21 like he had? He was abysmal against Miami. And sure, Miami's been playing a lot better on the defensive side of late. Obviously, they're on a nice little streak themselves. So uh, Cam Newton going up against Atlanta. If this is if there was ever a get right spot, it's going up against this Atlanta secondary and a new offensive coordinator, uh, kind of the turnover that's going to exist there. I just think that there's a lot of upside there. And I, I definitely think there's a floor there as well. If you look at the boom bus tool for other sites. I mean, it is really, really obvious how uh, Cam Newton could perform here in this spot, how he could also fail in this spot. But pretty easy pathway of, of stacking him up with DJ Moore. Uh, Robbie Anderson, just I, I don't know what happened to him this entire season, whether it's been him or Darnold, hasn't mattered. Uh, he's just been so irrelevant here in this offense. And without CMC there, it makes it a very clear path, I think, to DJ more work. Uh, so I like getting to Cam Newton simply because of the rushing upside that exists. You have to expect some touchdown equity to go up in the absence of CMC. You know, as much as they might rely on Hubbard and Amir Abdullah in the passing game, Cam Newton is definitely going to be a, a goal line attribute. He's proven to be so in his short stint there. Obviously, his first game back in Carolina. So I'm excited to try to take some shots. Just pay attention because if he starts getting steamed up to the 15, 20% route, I'm just going to be paying up to the top of the board because you're just going to see all of these guys, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, everybody coming in very undervalued. Guys who are priced at, let's say, mid-30s and higher at the quarterback positions. You have Dak Prescott, who's down projected for around 19 points, and all these guys that I'm going to mention are a bit higher than that. Lamar Jackson, who obviously talked about, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, certainly, and then, of course, Mahomes and Josh Allen. So of that group, of those studs at quarterback, who do you feel best about? I don't really feel good about any of them other than Justin Herbert in that mid-range. Like, I want to make Russell Wilson a thing. I don't feel good about it. And I'm going to try to make Russell Wilson a thing against Houston secondary. I mean, this is just an abysmal football team. Davis Mills, though, being there now also, it, it kills some of the shootout potential for me. I, I really... I really don't know what to say. I mean, the Seahawks are not a good football team and, and they bring in Adrian Peterson to win now. What? What are we even talking about here? But uh, <laughs> Russell Wilson, looking at this defense, I mean, 29th uh, by PFF's grading here, Houston is on the season. They're eight and a half point favorites on the road. I, I still feel like there's enough upside that I want to take some shots. And if he's going to be under 5%, you're going to get a Russell Wilson game eventually here. Maybe his hand can start getting back into shape here as it goes along. And, you know, uh, resting it is only as time goes on, he's only going to get healthier in terms of that. Sure injury. He can lift his suitcases for when he leaves town. Oh, look at that. Look at I that. Know. Adam, you, you just got real. <laughs> he did say yesterday, though, that he wants to be with Seattle forever. Uh, I believe that should sure. have an asterisk because uh, it depends on how much you want to pay me to stay here. I could probably be intrigued to go a lot of places uh, with uh, with my wife and, and figure things out. I was gonna uh, say, listen, man, dude, you just got married. I mean, you stood there at the altar and said that you want to be with your wife for the rest of your life. And hopefully you do. But I mean, the percentages don't favor it. Dear God. <laughs> I was just like, what, what, to what word are we going to take, you know, Russell Wilson right now? I want to be with Seattle forever. 
Jesus. <laughs> Producer Tyler loves it. Next segment, please. <laughs> Adam Kaufman. Just body bagging people and me. Just, just why, why am I? I'm like I'm literally just, the bystander I'm just who just off got screen. Just no, I wish everybody else could see him. Oh uh, man, he looks like a guppy. He's just like floundering around. Uh, he can't. You can't breathe. He can't breathe. Adam Kaufman. Yeah, give me the eyeball emoji in the yeah, chat, everybody. All yeah. of you guys. Hey, everybody's hanging out here watching the Yahoo show. You're gonna be You're listening. Like, to happy us holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas to your from from Adam and you uh, uh, me to your family. Happy holidays. That's right. Uh, Benny Jesus. wants to know as he watches along. He says, two years in, I struggled to say my wife sounds too adult." He also asked before, "When did a thing become a thing?" Uh, a thing became a thing whenever you make a thing a thing. Well, as long as you quit trying to make fetch happen then then we'll I hate the word loki there's nothing else that i hate more than when generational kids or whatever else loki okay what, i thought you had loki the marvel the, oh no loki the super loki right. Right. what's your problem with loki all right Ooh. so loki gotcha when I'm people gonna... say loki i i just want to no it's actually high key wouldn't it be of like more greater importance why is it it's like low-key awesome what what are we saying well, what what you're saying is it's like it, it's like saying something is sneaky great. It's like you know if it's low key, it's sneaky. It's like you know this may not be on everybody's radar, but it should be because it's. I promise you, that is off. not how they use it now. They just well, simply fire it off all the time in every sentence. I was at a barber shop getting a haircut, and and all I heard was these guys going back and forth. Oh, dude, that's low key awesome. It's low key great. It's like what you're literally talking about an awesome thing. It's awesome. It's high key awesome. Mr. Go Blue, uh, Mr. D. Go Blue says, same, I will never say it. And when you're saying it, it's not low key. So hypocritical. Yes. Yes. This is this is the stand Eric Lindquist will take. Yes, man. you What a what a zesty start here to the Yahoo NFL Sunday show. Man, we're going still on quarterbacks. Let's go to the running back. Wait till we get to tight end. You have no idea what's coming. Now what? I'm going to leave it alone. I'm yep. going to leave it alone. I wanted you to, I wanted uh, yeah. you to go with it. See what would happen. <laughs> no, Remember how I, Eric got I Adam like, Kaufman I, fired? That I like funny. my job. I do. And even, <laughs> even, you know, certain things that I could say on this stream that still exist on the internet, I couldn't say on other streams. And so I don't want to lose my job elsewhere for something stupid I say here. So we'll move on. Austin Eckler against the New York Giants projected for just south of 20 points, $36. Leonard Fournette against Buffalo. About 16 points, 27 bucks, pay down option, obviously. And Joe Mixon against San Fran, about uh, 15 points and $36. So he and Eckler right there toward the top of the food chain. Fournette, you got to wonder, though. I mean, how good a spot is Leonard Fournette in when you saw, and this was obviously an extreme case, game plan, weather, personnel, so many different factors. But what the Patriots just did to the Bills last Thursday night not like Tom Brady's only going to throw the ball three times, but I mean, is if ever there were a go run down their throats, you know, could we see Leonard Fournette in this Tampa Bay offense attempt to do that same thing to the bills here and along the way save salary. I, I don't think that that's ever going to be the way that, that they play football, that the bucks are ever going to play football. That's not really how Leonard Fournette operates to Leonard Fournette gets all of his value of late for sure. Just having so much involvement in the passing game. I mean, we're seeing nine, six, eight and eight targets. Now the last four weeks for him, 
uh, as he's just kind of taken over this backfield. And, and Ronald Jones has started to get mixed in randomly at times, but still underneath 20% of the snaps in all of these spots. Leonard Fournette, just a, a de facto back. My concern is that you're paying a high dollar. So you're paying his top price of the entire season at $27 over on Yahoo. And you're going to be doing the same on other sites too. So it applies everywhere, but you're going to be paying top dollar for him in a spot against a Buffalo defense that did just get embarrassed on the ground, but he's still not seeing the 20, 22 carries he saw, you know, pre week seven. Uh, It's just definitely been a lot looser there and having Rob Gronkowski back in there doesn't sound like a, a major thing that would affect a running back, but the touchdown expectation for a guy like Rob Gronkowski, that's going to take away from Leonard Fournette. And both of his touchdowns, well, he had the three touchdowns, three on the ground against Indianapolis. But Indianapolis defense, I do think this Buffalo defense tightens up a little bit on the ground for sure. But that makes me more intrigued to try to go Tom Brady, Godwin, Evans, all the guys that you would expect. You know, and Evans just getting so many more air yards now as well. I'm just seeing them kind of take over a little bit more for me. I want to shy away from this roster ship at this number. It's just too much at 44% for me to want to go heavily to uncle Lenny here in this spot. Uh, I understand there's a lot of other issues that we have with this Buffalo defense as well. I mean, Tredavious white being out, is just enormous here for this team. And that's going to just affect them going forward, even though he hadn't really been performing before we're getting put on the IR this season. I just, I think this is too much for uncle Lenny. Benny says the double entendre was right there. Adam, take it. No, it was no Benny. You think I don't know it was there? I knew it was there. Welcome to my show. Yes. Steve says the show would work better if Adam had Eric spray tan. It's not. A, you don't. You don't. Just spray in tan. Hawaii for two weeks. What do you want from me? Yeah, I mean, you're you're still just you're you're still just living. You're you're recovering. Bro. You're sweating off your tan from from the islands. I'm going to start giving bad information just to Stephen Leibowitz. <laughs> I, I just to see. I'm going to start DMing him. And in this my- one goes out to Steve. Hey, Steve, you should roster 100% Uncle Lenny on Sunday. <laughs> Best of luck. May not be a terrible play. Uh, Eckler and oh. Mixon, though, the, uh, the the more expensive guys, obviously, as compared to Fournette. How do you feel about paying up at running back here? Or is so, this just a position where you would rather have value? I want to get confirmation. I mean, we saw that he practiced, Alvin Kamara practiced. But again, I it's such a tough spot for me. And I've been going back and forth on what I want to do with Camara about 40 times since Wednesday, doing that roster ship show that I do with Lofi and uh, Makajewski. I'm, I'm just having a tough time figuring out how that involvement is going to work. He's never been a huge part of the passing game uh, in some of these weeks. I mean, he put up that massive 54.7 fantasy point game against Minnesota where he had 50 million touchdowns. Uh, And that was Drew Brees' return week 16 after Taysom Hill had been starting. And let me just tell you, Fantasy outlook with Taysom Hill during that stretch from week 11 to week 15, 10.5, 5.7, 16.7, 18.9, and 16.9 all on Yahoo. I'm telling you right now, I don't know how they're going to be working in sync. I've talked about having issues trying to figure out how to stack uh, Taysom Hill in tournaments if I want to even. Uh, Camaro would probably be the path I'd have to take because I just don't trust any of these other guys, whether it's Deontay Harris or other otherwise, to really be major playmakers who can win you a tournament. Yeah, they're cheap, but you know there's a lot of cheap value that you can find over on Yahoo. I'm having a tough time with Camaro. I'll probably get to a little bit, but I, I'm probably going to be short of this 29%. 
Josh Jacobs at $17 is just an egregiously low tag against a Kansas mm-hmm. City defense that has been very gettable. They've, they've tightened it up. They've tightened the screws here of late. They had a very opportune bye week. that They've kind of started to turn it on and look more like the Kansas City team that we expected to see. The Kansas City team that looks like it's going to be facing your New England Patriots at some point because those teams are just kind of destined to match up against each other now. But you're looking at an entire backfield, and Kenyon Drake wasn't on the field that much. I think it's being a little bit overhyped how much Kenyon Drake being out is going to impact Josh Jacobs, but it surely doesn't hurt him. Uh, because Kenya Drake mixed in any time in like third down situations, they're still going to have Barber in there mixing in, but $17 is too cheap for any lead back who you're projecting to get 80% plus of the touches. So it's kind of a de facto play. So in terms of the value, you mentioned Josh Jacobs. He's right there among the top options. Saquon Barkley, who's a, a question mark at the moment for the Giants against the Chargers, seven and a half X projected. And of course, at the top, a guy that we almost never talk about, and that's Deontay, uh, Deontay Foreman against Jacksonville, who's about 8x. What do you think in, in terms of sneaking in someone who is, you know, that cheap and, and that opportunistic, I suppose? Yeah, so Donta Foreman going up against Jacksonville, I mean, this is a perfect opportunity and a perfect team that you would want to be facing. A, a Tennessee team that obviously is in shambles. If they can get Julio Jones back this week, that would be a very, very stark positive for this offense. I can't see that hurting Donta Foreman having any kind of a semblance of play action that could exist there. But Donta Foreman, you're going to project him for a lot of these touches. I mean, Hilliard's going to get mixed into it as well here for Tennessee. And I just don't see anybody else getting a bulk of these touches. We saw 19 carries for him in week 12 against New England. Now they're coming off of a bye here. Him and Hilliard, it's going to be some kind of a, a combination of the two, but more so towards Foreman on the ground game. So at $15 against Jacksonville, I don't completely hate it. I'm not obsessed with it, but right now we're projecting it for 0.2%. If that were true, I would have tons. I expect it to be more in like the five, six, seven percent range. And I think at that number, $15 getting off of Jacobs for $2 less. And, you know, uh, Saquon Barkley, who I'm obsessed with this week, but now people are starting to, to gravitate towards to on every single site, especially $19 on Yahoo. I think Dante Foreman becomes an intriguing tournament pivot, but not anything that I want to make a major priority of my lineups. Guys, our Osmo Plus NFL Express Weekly Pass, it's cheap. It's not even four bucks a week. $3.95, best way to introduce yourself, obviously, to the Osmo Plus NFL and all the tools that are included, whether it's ownership rankings, our expert Slack channel. You can talk to guys like Eric, obviously, get you good advice, not the stuff that he's going to give Steve. Everything that we have to offer for a showdown, single game contest, obviously, main slates like what we're discussing at the moment, uh, lineup builder, fantasy cruncher. I mean, all the tools, they're endless boom bust all of it ownership rankings it's all available to you for the low low price of 395 a week honestly check it out you'd be doing yourself pardon me a disservice oh. not doing it because play cheap little head-to-head against a buddy that's it you know win your money back for the week and then go and enter some tournaments and and larger gpps or larger cash games and chase those hundreds or thousands or a million bucks whatever it may be but for 395 a week you know, what the heck? Give it a go. You know, start winning. Stop guessing. Join Osmo Plus today. I don't know why you wouldn't, honestly, for the amount that we the amount of information that we give you for free right here during these shows. Everything that we're telling you. I mean, there's there's maybe some some intuition, some insight, but the stats, the numbers, they come from these same tools that we are referencing all the time. Nothing's, you know, 
being, uh, you know, it's, it's not behind the curtain. It's all right there for you. You just got to pay for it, obviously. Let's go to the wide receivers here. And the top two options available are not available to you on the main slate. And those are Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams. And so with those guys in prime time, we move on. Next tier, uh, same level for that, you know, those two for Tyreek Hill, obviously, against Vegas. About 17 projected points. He's $30. He's pricey. And then you get to guys like Debo Samuel, who has been very, very good this year. And Stephon Diggs, of course, who we might have to start calling Trayvon's brother for what he's doing in Dallas this year. Uh, Samuel, Cincinnati, uh, about 15 projected points, 28 bucks. Diggs, again, of course, that Buffalo-Tampa Bay matchup projected for about 15 points, $29. How do you feel about the upper echelon that is available to us on Sunday? Why is Chris Godwin $22? Like, why is he $22? Yahoo has incredible pricing. Yahoo has incredible pricing, but this this pricing is broken on Chris Godwin. It has been forever. We need to fix it. Um, But Chris Godwin, $22 is just way, way, way too cheap. For cash games, lock, just throw him in. He's your first guy in at the wide receiver position. You're putting him with Taysom Hill. Welcome to playing cash games on Yahoo. Done. But Tyreek Hill, that's where it starts to get a little freaky for me. So 15.7% going towards him. And he's definitely just been kind of off in this offense. And the upside of this Kansas City offense is dictated by two guys. That's going to be Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. And both have very much underperformed relative to expectations Have they had massive ceiling games at times? Sure. Week four, we all saw that for Philadelphia. Uh, And then for for Travis Kelsey, it's just kind of been a a wash of a season for him. Uh, Can't get open, making it a a very difficult time for Patrick Mahomes. But I'm looking at this wide receiver position. I'm willing to get off of Tyreek Hill, mainly because I expect him. Just because people will have a ton of salary, there aren't the Jonathan Taylors and the Cooper Cups and the Devontae Adams kind of guys to be paying up for at any of these positions this week. So I think Tyreek Hill is going to get crazy ownership. Like he's going to get a ton of roster ship. I I expect almost double what we're having at 15.7% simply because he's a high upside offense. Does he have upside? Of course, Tyreek Hill has upside, but the downside in tournaments in a one week sample seems to be skewing me more towards shying away from him. That's where I just look at Stefan Diggs and I'm just going to be jamming a bunch of Stefan Diggs going up against this Tampa Bay secondary. And Chris Godwin, I find to be an unavoidable play, even if he does get steamed up at $22. He's just such a good play going up against a Buffalo secondary. I said, Tredavious White gone, having a lot of issues stopping the run here. Play action is going to be wide open for Tom Brady in a lot of these spots and he's going to dissect them. And I just, I see this game shooting out the same way that Vegas does. So I like getting more to the Godwin dig side of the spend ups. And if I'm looking to be a little shy elsewhere, I'm going to just be shorting Tyreek Hill and living with the result. It will surprise no one, least of all, Eric, that uh, Godwin currently and probably permanently is in the optimal lineup as far as this weekend goes right now. You know, that price, it's just like you said, you can't turn it down. But, uh, you know, you you go down a little bit, guys who are projected for, you know, the same kind of within a point or two of each other, obviously, same general area of some of the guys that we're talking to. Once you get beneath the Hills, the the Samuels, you know, even even digs at that point in Seattle. I mean, it's a it's a cluster F in Seattle there. We were talking about Russell Wilson before, who seems destined to be playing somewhere else next year. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. These two guys, you know, Metcalf, shockingly, is the more expensive one at $26, whereas Lockett is 22 even though Russ never wants to get DK the ball. I know it was a little better last week, but generally speaking, has not been looking in his direction this year. These two guys projected for right around 13, 14 points. How are you attacking Seattle? 
I'm attacking Seattle by just stacking them up in random different ways where you have one of Godwin or Lockett, in, or sorry, one of uh, one of uh, Metcalf or Lockett yeah. in pretty much every single spot here and trying to make it work. You're getting them at a buy low number. I mean, if this were 2020, there's no way you'd be looking at these tags and not slamming them into every lineup. But Metcalf has been, uh, I like the the idea that he's going to be popping back here at, at some point in time. I don't expect him to be getting eight targets in three of his last four and continue to put up sub 10 fantasy points like he has. So the targets have been there. I think you're going to see a healthier Russell Wilson going forward and eventually he's going to have one of these massive remember me games. It's just coming. And I'm going to be invested in Russell Wilson every single game that he appears from now until the end of the season over the field. That's just kind of what I'm planning on doing. And I think most people would be wise to do the same. And it's pretty obvious where you're going. You're going to Metcalf. And especially after we saw some of the debauchery that, uh, you know, happened for them at the tight end position. Uh, I mean, it was just, it was a brutal, uh, brutal run for, I, I'm blanking on the name here right now, Gerald Everett. Um, mm. It was a brutal run for him. It's so easy to stack up Lockett or Metcalf with Russell Wilson and be set there. But uh, the one guy that I do want to kind of trace back to for one quick second at the wide receiver position is Debo Samuel. People hate seeing a Q tag next to his name. And we're projecting him for 13.9% uh, roster ship. I think if that Q tag stays next to him for the next two days, and we don't see that he's active until an hour and a half before the slate locks, you're going to get him at an absolute discount. Do you know what he's averaging per carry this season? Uh, just want you to throw a rough guess based on what you know about football, where, you know, five yards per carry would generally be phenomenal. Yeah. Six, seven, 8.1 yards per carry here for Debo Samuel on the season. He's getting mixed into the passing game. Obviously he was out week 13 with that groin injury, but six, eight and five rushing attempts, 66, 79 and 36 yards. He has four rushing touchdowns in his last three games. I mean, the guy is just a glorified jet sweep genius. Uh, you've got uh, Shanahan calling plays and just doing a masterful job. Cincinnati that just got eviscerated there by, by the Chargers. And I, I just think that they could definitely just see another. This is like a sneaky shootout game for me. And Joe Burrow, I'm not like super stoked on. And Jimmy Garoppolo isn't going to project out well. But I really like the skill position players here. Specifically, if T. Higgins can give it a go here. Uh, just been massive here of late as well. Him, Debo Samuel, finding some cheap running backs here from San Francisco, trying to take shots on Hasty or whomever else you might be looking at. Jeff Wilson in the absence of Eli Mitchell. I like this entire game, trying to find skill position players and Debo Samuel, the top of my priority list. In the same way that we're sitting here celebrating Chris Godwin's price tag, what in the world is CeeDee Lamb doing priced at $30? Uh, this is kind of a public sentiment deal. I think CD lamb. I mean, he's definitely had some box scores that are, that are astounding, even alongside Amari Cooper, but he's basically priced to not have Amari Cooper there. And guess what? Amari Cooper is going to be there. Michael Gallup is back in the fray as well. Um, and so that's, that's a guy that has largely been relied on. And I've, I said this coming into, uh, I believe it was week 10 that he got activated, I basically said Michael Gallup is going to destroy Amari Cooper's value. And that's exactly kind of what's happened. Even, you know, obviously he was gone uh, week 11, week 12, but you look at the two weeks they play together, week 10 and week 13 for Amari Cooper, 7.1 and 5.1. Amari Cooper, $24, one of the easier write-offs for me, but CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup going up against this Washington team. I had talked about Taylor Heineke on a different show where that's definitely going to be another quarterback. If I try to make anybody work in that mid range, they got to have some kind of a rushing equity to them as well to compete with Taysom Hill, to compete with Cam Newton. Taylor Heineke can definitely provide that. He's an easy stack 
with, with T- uh, Terry McLaurin and you run it back with some of these guys, just like the same way that I look at Dak Prescott. He's a high upside option, somebody that isn't going to be running around the way that he used to uh, post ankle injury, but uh, pretty easy stack with CD lamb. It's an overpay to be contrarian, but you're talking about CD lamb sub 7%. That's always going to be intriguing. As far as value goes, some interesting names, guys that aren't always in the value mix. You have uh, Jarvis Landry against Baltimore, 8.2x. Brandon Cooks, who just, it's the quarterback situation. It's not Cooks. Uh, He's going against uh, Seattle there about 8x. And then Joshua Palmer, who I'm not sure I'd ever heard of before just now, (laughs) was taking on the Giants, 7.2x. How do you feel about these guys? Yeah, so Josh Palmer, uh, you know, just shout out rookie. Uh, looking, Looking at him being a piece that, can get involved from time to time here. Uh, you're, you're basically investing in Josh Palmer and investing in Guyton uh, from the Chargers team based on this Allen and Mike Williams news. So Keenan Allen, I think he's pretty much going to be out no matter what now on Sunday. I don't think he's tested negative, even though he's vaccinated. And I believe Mike Williams has tested negative every single time here. And so he's got like one more day, I believe, of testing to get through. I don't know how everything is working here. Uh, I just know that come... Sunday morning, you're going to know whether or not those guys are playing because it's not like an injury that they need to test out pregame. Either they're in the football game and tested negative or they're out. It's going to be rapid testing and and they're going to know. So I I think Mike Williams is going to play. I think Keenan Allen's going to be out. That just opens up a wide receiver too. And, you know, Guyton kind of has been more of a deep threat player. So Josh Palmer just becomes more of a de facto. If you're looking for some of the shorter dot routes here for Josh Palmer, that might be the guy who just one for one swaps in and, and plays the Keenan Allen role. Now, is he going to perform like Keenan Allen? I do not think so. I don't think none of us, nobody would be, you know, saying something like that, but he's $10. He's at the floor. He's going to probably be a wide receiver too. Who's on the field. A majority of the time with Guyton out there for three wide receiver sets, they can go to 12 personnel quite a bit with cook. They even have Steven Anderson to rotate, uh, rotate in and Parham XFL genius, Donald Parham. So I think they'll go to a lot of 12 personnel. So it's more of just an assumption of how do you think the chargers are going to be calling plays for that game? I think they're going to be creative, but Josh Palmer, I expect to actually out snap Guyton, even though Guyton has been on the field more previously. So let's see, we've got about 15 minutes left. Let's continue to bounce around. If anybody has any questions, get them in by all means. We appreciate you being here with us, whether you're watching on YouTube, Twitter, wherever you're finding us, hit the like button on YouTube, hit the subscribe button as well, making a push to, I don't even know, 80,000 subscribers, somewhere in that general vicinity. So uh, we appreciate all your support. Let's get there. If we're already at 80, 85, I don't know. Let's continue to push though and lift that number up because we are never satisfied you shouldn't be either, obviously. Let's go to tight ends. And this is a week that we actually have studs available to us across the board here. You got Travis Kelsey against the, uh, the he's going up against the Raiders. 13 projected points, not a big number. $32, though, that is kind of sizable, as you know, especially compared to George Kittle and, and Darren Waller. Both these guys, they are two thirds of that. They're down to $23. Uh, Kittle against uh, the Bengals. Waller, obviously, the other side of that KC-Vegas game. These two guys both projected right around a dozen points. So among these tight end studs, and as we talked about earlier, who doesn't love a good tight end? Who do you want? Baby, I love tight ends. Love it. Let's go to it. I'm going to talk (laughs) in this voice for the rest of the segment. Please do. Please do. Won't send the wrong idea to anybody. Yeah, no, nobody. Not at all. Yeah, actually, here we go. We're back. We're back. I'm looking at the top of the tight end board. And of course, Travis Kelsey. I feel like you should I've be talked about how he's been introducing yourself to people. 
<laughs> you know the last time Travis Kelsey put up more than 16 and a half fantasy points? It's week two. Oof. Week two. Week two. We're talking an entire season of football, basically. Not great. Where the guy hasn't hit 20. And guess what? PPR. You're going to pay $9 more for Travis Kelsey. You damn better be expecting for him to be putting up more than 20. And he hasn't done it for a long time. I'm more on the, I'm going to short Travis Kelsey because there are other pass catchers, Robinson. And, you know, obviously uh, Tyreek Hill that's sitting there. You have Robinson, you have Pringle, you have all these other human beings that have been seeing some work, uh, some increased volume from previous seasons. And Travis Kelsey, I just don't want to do it here. And George Kittle, I think coming off of his massive game, and I was so happy to be there. Alex Baker really put me on George Kittle in a meaningful way last week, and that could not have gone better. Guess what? People are chasing it. He's $23, hasn't really changed. And you're going to get Debo Samuel back. I'm looking at George Kittle to short that number. If you were to have Debo Samuel out, I wouldn't care. You could probably get to as much George Kittle as you humanly possibly wanted. And I wouldn't say anything, but with Debo Samuel out there, there's just, I mean, that's just such a, a massive playmaker that gets added into the mix. And I don't think that that will be properly accounted for. So for me, George Kittle, is he still a good play? Yes. Uh, do you still want to get a little bit? Yes, but I won't be looking at getting remotely close, close to 29.4%. That's such an easy fade for me. Darren Waller is really kind of the conversation piece for me because he has, he's been out here for a hot second and people have been trying to make uh, you know other tight ends their Moreau, Foster Moreau thing. And, and guess what? Foster Moreau is not Darren Waller. But Darren Waller, if he's healthy, if he can get back from this knee back issue, he's been dinged up pretty much this entire season. And if they basically are going to say, all right, he's good to go here in this spot, I think you're looking at a possible just target peppering at really low roster ship. He's sub 10% here. Rob Gronkowski, I think, is a great play. I'm not going to lament that fact. But at the exact same number, George Kittle and Rob Gronkowski are going to get far more attention. Give me Darren Waller for maybe the first time that I've recommended him all season long, simply because when he is healthy and when he is right, he is a target monster. So I'm looking to invest in him for probably the first time all season long. A guy who is not getting nearly maybe the, the same respect that he got early in the season, and it is his rookie season. You all know who I'm talking about, and that's Kyle Pitts. Yeah. He comes in you know, right behind those other guys that you were just talking about, including Rob Gronkowski. He's projected for a very similar excuse me similar amount of points right around 10 he's he's cheap he's 16 dollars. the value is terrific comes in at uh about you know six and a half x that general vicinity so i mean short of tyler higby who's you know a, a prime time target for people that's about as good a value as you're going to find obviously but how are we feeling about him knowing that matt ryan is the one who's throwing him the ball we feel terrible adam kaufman we feel horrendous about rostering kyle pitts but you know what we do it anyway. We go into the fray, my dear friend. We go off into the sunset. We go into the abyss, into the unknown, into the fog, and we just fight. And we roster Kyle Pitts because we know that he's a massive, massive human being who's basically a glorified wide receiver. In the absence of Calvin Ridley, I expected big things for Kyle Pitts. And guess what? That just didn't happen. I'm not feeling fantastic about it either, but he's down to $16. There are those two weeks that just kind of stick out to everybody where we're all kind of clinging to the hope that he can kind of reclaim some of that. And Matt Ryan has been very, very bad this season. There's really no question. But Russell Gage can do it. Russell Gage just popped off back-to-back massive weeks. I think Kyle Pitts is just, you know, he's he's been kind of game plan and schemed against. He's been the big weapon, and people kind of know that. I think eventually he's just going to pop off, and you're going to want to be there. So it's $16, a great buy-low spot. 
if he's going to stay sub 10%, I'm going to find it hard not to want to get over that number, even against this Carolina defense that's performed better this season, relatively better than expectation, but is still not good. So I'm happy at that number. Glad you brought him up. Uh, Godspeed to us all. Timing couldn't be much better. We thank the chat for pointing it out. We see it on social media as well. Darren Waller has been ruled out. Shit. Darren Waller is not playing this weekend. So what God, is I had hopes. He was practicing. Him, he was, yeah, he sidelined Thursday. Yeah. Okay. So he's officially out. Well, cool. Best of luck to everybody wanting to roster Foster Moreau at 30% again. Here's the thing. He might not coming off of an absolute burning of everybody there. This might be a chance to, to get Foster Moreau, maybe sub 5%, but I doubt it. People just play the the optimizer game and they're going to just play a bunch of Foster Moreau anyway and and kind of disregard it. Uh, Did his tag change anywhere? He's up to $13. That's mainly because he was popular at $11. Put up all of uh, 3.9. Hope everybody enjoyed that. For me, it just has more of a, I I feel so much more secure about the likes of the the wide receivers there, specifically uh, our boy, our boy uh, Hunter Renfro there, who just continues to go nuts in the sure. absence of of uh, in the absence of Waller, that's kind of a bummer because I thought he was going to practice here on Friday, and you know they they basically said he was out there on Thursday, and we had him projected in the entire week up until this point. But Friday is always the day that's either you practice on Friday or you don't, and if you yeah. do not on Friday, there is a very high likelihood you don't play in the game Sunday. So nice to get that news nice and early. Uh, that is definitely going to make that $23 number. I'm going to be siding more towards Gronkowski in a game that I'm looking at uh, really shooting out here. I think Vegas looking at shooting out as well. That totals up to 53 and a half in Tampa Bay, Buffalo. I'm looking at shorting Leonard Fournette. So I'm probably going to be going more towards Gronk as a result. Kittle, is he a great play? Yeah, but I don't really want to get there if Debo Samuel is going to be good to go. So I'm going to be waiting for confirmation on that as well. Just keep your ears open because I think that's a big piece of news other people aren't going to react to. I'm just looking. We had Darren Waller. What was his projected ownership for the weekend? 7.8%. He was low. Okay. Yeah. He's, and I can tell you, he's not in the, obviously, he's not now, but he wasn't even before this in the optimal lineup. That was uh, Kyle Pitts. Look, but, look, everybody. He, he, Foster Moreau was the 10%. worst play of the entire season last, last week. He was like 35% rostered in every tournament on DK, FD, Yahoo, everywhere. He was the worst play, period. If you wanted to play him in cash, sure. But there were so many good mid-range running backs. I was shocked. I mean, shocked that everybody's like, oh, you have to play Moreau in cash. You have to. And I just could not have possibly disagreed more just because you were able to get another upside player at a position. And that is never a bad thing to me. As good as I want, as much as I wanted to have JT, I was never fading Cooper cup, but as much as I wanted to have JT in my lineup, we had 15 running backs to pay up for. We don't have 15 uh, running backs in that mid range or whatever to get automatically into our lineups this week. So tight ends a little bit more of a premium, maybe, or sorry, running backs, more of a premium. Maybe you do want to get to some Foster Moreau this week, but not if he's popular. I only like players relative to the way other people like players when they're at the basement floor and they don't carry upside. He does not carry 15 plus upside. Some other value at tight end. Obviously, we talked about Pitts and Moreau is going to become value, obviously, once everything is updated. But uh, James Oshag Hennessy, O'Shaughnessy and Jared Cook, a couple of these guys. What do you think of them? Uh, I like Cook a lot. So my case for Cook is basically, I I talked about the 12 personnel. And again, I don't know what the Chargers really want to do in terms of of what what the game plan would be with Mike or with Keenan Allen in or out, Mike Williams in or out. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I got to know that Jared Cook is going to be on the field a lot. And Jared Cook is another great 
pass catching option when you need him to be. Uh, they just haven't needed him to be pretty much this entire season. And so I think you're looking at Jared Cook. Even Donald Parham is a guy that I'd be willing to take shots on uh, just because of his goal line type uh, ability. He's able to get a lot of touchdowns and haul those in, has done it you know, both at the XFL level, and now he's starting to do it a little bit at the NFL level. So I am happy to get to more of him just because I would expect that they would do some different things to get guys involved who are generally on the field a lot rather than just playing a bunch of Chalky Palmer or Guyton in the absence of either of them, probably going to be more geared towards Cook. So I think Cook is the very secure play. The very, very, very volatile play is Parham there uh, for the Chargers. But, I mean, we're talking about Justin Herbert here, who I I would call, uh, this is going to be freaky to say, but I think he's the best quarterback in the NFL. So I'm willing to ride with the best quarterback in the NFL and having these pass catchers there. Gave him a real-life eyes emoji when he said that if I wasn't on camera, just so you guys all know. Yeah, something like that. Let's Matt look Jones, at, number two, right? Right, Adam Kaufman? Hey, I mean, hey. maybe one B even. <laughs> just, 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 I mean, guy goes out, he throws three passes in a game and, and wins. So, I mean, look, what, what, what more could you possibly want? You play to win the game. <laughs> Duh. Let's look at the DSTs in the final few minutes we've got here. Uh, Packers, who are obviously a primetime target for the folks are in the best spot across all defenses on this, uh, you know, this weekend anyway, but when it comes to the main slate chargers, very good play saints, Seahawks, same story. There is a price discrepancy here. You got the chargers at 13 Seahawks at 14, the saints between them at $20. Any chance you're going to pay up. Look, I've always been the advocate of not paying up for defense and just kind of avoiding some of these, um, what is it? Oh yeah, these these ridiculous overpays. But if you're going to be giving me the Saints at 7% going up against Zach Wilson, who uh, confirmed not very good. He had a great first half. That was the best half of football. Zach Wilson's played in the NFL last week. Didn't matter because he's still... Uh, it doesn't say much, but I'm just saying he was like a decent, he was a functioning human being for a, fo- a half of football, which, you know, um, shout out Mormon faith. There you go. They gave him one half of football and then it just went by the wayside there. Saints defense uh, might make him have to go back to Provo. So I'm, I'm looking at the Saints defense and pass rush. I mean, this could definitely be tragic for him. I want to be invested at 7%. If that starts trailing up again, it's just being so, so sensitive to how much they're going to be rostered. Like, does it change their upside? No, but it changes the number of times when it doesn't go well, which is a majority of the time where you're not going to have a defense put up 10, 12, 14 in the spot. You're looking at getting every other defense at the board at a discount. So Saints defense, if it's going to stay at that current level of roster shape, absolutely. If it gets up to 15%, absolutely not. What about the value DSTs that are available to you? It's it's really, it's the same crew. It's the Chargers, the Seahawks mm-hmm. right there at the top, and then the Jets, the other side of that game you were just talking about. How do you feel about a Jets value DST play? I don't think we're going to need the $1. I, I have my cash lineup built as, as of right now, which it's Friday afternoon. I yeah, did it simply for the sake of doing this show, just to like have an idea of the way construction and roster construction is going to look. It's going to have Austin Eckler. It's going to have Chris Godwin. It's going to have all these guys kind of thrown into the mix. Uh, Tight end, maybe Foster Morrow becomes a consideration this week. Every week is different. Every single puzzle is going to be different to solve. I prefer the Seahawks defense. Do I need that dollar? That would be the question. Do I need the dollar? Because then I'm happy going to the Chargers. 
you know, obviously Mike Glennon confirmed not good at throwing football. So uh, I like Saquon Barkley this week as well. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to incorporate him into a cash bill, but I'm definitely going to have a lot of Saquon in tournaments. I just think going up against Davis Mills, Seahawks defense, just so, so secure for me. I would prioritize them just for a dollar more for cash, but uh, that is up to all of you fine human beings to kind of figure out what you want to do. Those are by far the two most rostered right now, and I think rightfully so. We got, uh, (laughs) Steve says he appreciates us. He also says, I don't think I've ever heard Mormon shade on the stream. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. I love Mormons. I I think they're just lovely, super nice people. When I moved to LA, I I went to a Mormon film festival with one of my friends and uh, I would always ask him, I was like, what do you think about Book of Mormon? He's like, it's a hilarious musical. He's like, I, some of the stuff I believe it's hard to explain. And I was like, yeah, no, it's pretty tough to explain. There's Were that. there considerably more women at this festival than men? You know, uh, I will say. say the women were very, very attractive. So I can see why a lot of guys might want to be Mormon. <laughs> I'm just, conv- they don't drink. They take care of themselves. They just, you know, they go out in the world and, and literally walk around for years on missions to talk so to lovely to Eric, Earlier in the show, we're talking about him getting married. Now he wants multiple wives. Hey, you know, don't give hate the, the player. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. Give, give them all. Give them all the wives. <laughs> oh man, what a beautiful faith. Uh, this uh, obviously is a, uh, a football show, but <laughs> is it? It it well, it generally it is, was. Avi in the chat. If I'm saying that right, I hope I am. You know, mm-hmm. contributing to a super chat. Uh, so I, I want to acknowledge it. it. Says any love on a Boogie Cousins revenge game here tonight in the NBA. Uh, listen, Boogie's no. played for so many teams at this point that it feels like every game is a revenge no. game. But obviously, his new Milwaukee squad has Houston. Eric is not in favor of it. If you uh, come, come close, come close. Okay, yeah. it's a nine-game slate. There's no reason if you're playing on Yahoo, it's a seven-game slate because they push back half an hour because we have NBA Live before lock, which I'll be on with Greg Ehrenberg. We'll be doing a half hour extra show leading up to the lock of the Yahoo slate. Thank you so much to them for doing that for us because it's just a blast, but you don't need to play boogie on this slate. I'm just going to mention, I'm going to mention at least that we do have him projected to be in a really good spot for uh, about uh, not on Yahoo specifically, uh, but about uh, on on DK, about 21 projected points, $3,500, about six X value. So uh, he's not a bad play. Hey, if Giannis is out, sure. But Giannis is probable. He's going to play. Bobby Portis still exists. The problem is Bobby Portis is going to still play his 30 minutes. Bobby Portis is a thing. Is that accurate? Bobby Portis is confirmed a thing. He is Nikola Miritich's (laughs) father. That is what Bobby Portis is. Okay. Aaron (laughs) Rodgers owns the... Let's see who else we can offend on this stream in the last two minutes, Adam. What can we do? I've had a few that have come to mind, but I've, I've... (laughs) skipped i've continued yeah yeah uh, i i have two except for that was actually fun <laughs> all right at uh five o'clock speaking of avi you have uh, you should come on back you got the nba deeper dive won't be with us it'll be with laffy and bearded adam so make sure you check that out at uh, six o'clock nba live before lock eric will be here with aaron berg as he mentioned and then uh that's it that's it for your friday so a couple more shows coming your way over the course of this awesome day here on youtube and we hope you have an awesome rest of your day i've never said that before and i don't know how long working for this how company. gross did it feel it coming just, out it, 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 it felt awful. it just felt natural i had to do it but uh but that's that's about it um we thank you for watching. Hit the like, hit the subscribe, leave comments, and uh, just just be you. Be you because you make all this possible. 
and we like coming back and spending time with you. Thanks to our producer, Tyler, who is uh, out of the shade, out of the dark. He had his screen blacked out for a while. Lord knows what he was doing over there, but we're glad that he has uh, you know, left the stream up long enough for me to continue rambling. Eric, always a pleasure, man. Oh, always a pleasure. I was born in the darkness. Molded by the... All right, we got to go. Bye. Perhaps he was wondering why to shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane. Oh, yeah.